How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's 5 o'clock, or relatively close. When we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen, online at warrenallen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. The fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice, juicy, sunny, warm little Thursday. Yeah, the rain's coming back tomorrow, so don't get used to it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Damn it. Well, tonight was or today was great. Thought you'd be on top of it, being the noted weatherman. Well, I am golfing this weekend, and I I I read last I read it was supposed to be dry, but a little chilly. Mm. So I didn't know it was going to rain tomorrow, though. It's what I heard. Although you might want to ask your neighbor. It's a good time to get my uh, vehicle serviced. That's my big day tomorrow. Got to take the car in. Oh. In the rain is that's like a, a dad. That's, <laughs> that's a very dad. Isn't sort that of, great? Yeah, I'm up at eight thirty. What are you doing? Ah, I got to take the car in. Got to take the car in. Service. Um, where was I? My name is Isaac. Jason, right over there. That's why they call us Isaac and Souk. Yeah, well, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Jason Sukanik is his name. They call him Souk, yeah. Big Souk, because he's big. It's although not big. But he's enough, not as big as his brother. Not as big for people's liking when they meet me. They're very disappointed yeah. in my size. It's one of his biggest pet peeves is when you uh, say to him when you meet him, yeah. "Hey, you're not very big." Yeah, I, so I, I want you all to say that to him when you meet him. It. And you don't need to let me know that your brother or your cousin or your uncle is larger than me. That's great. More power to you. Yeah. No, I think you do need to let him know that because <laughs> I'm very interested in it. I have somebody please tell me about how you were going to go on and play, but you hurt your knee. I also love that a lot too. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Jason, yeah, the, exactly. There's the playbook for when you meet Jason. Please. Tell share, him all of those things. Share with me how you also, were going to go on to fame and fortune, but that darn knee. Make sure that you tell me that I am bigger than you thought because I know I sound like a pipsqueak. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and then Buck is right over there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. He's got his Giants hat on today, big San Francisco guy. Yeah, sure. And just start dry humping Buck. He loves it. If you just come Yeah, up he loves and, that. Yeah, you just he come goes, up okay. right on his yeah, yeah. Right sure. on his um, calf, yeah. actually. He's a huge fan of it. Very strange. Why do you think I own a dog? Just for yeah, that reason. That's right. My, and uh, My dog doesn't do that, actually. I was going to say, my dogs aren't... Uh, I humpers? Don't, I don't have humpers. My dog has only made that motion one time. Really? Little I don't mo- know why she did it. Well, Molly, I mean, it's a girl. The girls don't yeah. really... Well, she did it. There was one time really? she was like... Ooh. She was a little thrusting? Yeah. So on, my, on my dad... Leg? It was a pillow. Mm. My dad had two Jack Russell Terriers, uh, a boy and a girl, and the female would hump the male dog's head routinely. as like, a, <laughs> she, like He'd be laying on the floor, and she'd just come up next to him, and she'd start kind of grinding on his head. Yeah. We're like, why are you doing that? You're not even well, the, the boy dog. 
if I know anything from watching Caesar Milan, it is that we think we know a lot about why dogs do things, and we don't. Yeah. Uh, we there's actually a, there's don't. There's a reason behind everything. Yeah, and and people that know dogs know why they do things. Yeah. Is there a bigger disconnect between what we think a dog is doing and what they're actually doing? That's a pretty big disconnect. Yes, it's a it's a, you a know Grand like Canyon's our worth. dog, little Molly Two Poops. She'll lick our face like. And my wife's like, ooh, kisses. It's like, yeah, that means she's like super nervous and like you know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know. So the behaviors that we think they're doing. Yeah aren't really why they're doing them. When we got but our, Caesar knows. When we got our uh, the Akita and we threw him in the midst of our, our other two dogs, one has since passed, we had to have an annual uh annual an animal behaviors come in because mm. two of them weren't getting along. Yeah. And and, and that can be bad. And it, yeah. And so we were like, all right, I just want to make sure we, we kind of stop this before it gets going. And she was amazing. And we only had to see her like twice. You learn a lot, don't you? Yeah. Just it was like two hour visits, and she was like, okay, this isn't that bad. And she's like, you just need to do XYZ. This is why this is going down. Did they make did she make you the pack leader so oh, that yeah. they fall in line? Well, that's yeah, that's because that's what they're fighting over, right? No, it was a whole other thing. But you know that can be the case. That I've heard that where like you have an established who's the leader of the pack yeah. in your house and the, your dogs and need fighting. to know. Yeah. Yeah. That but, does that's never been a, a an issue. I Oh, listen to you, big stud. Oh, well, I I I watch Caesar Milan, so I'm pretty much an expert. Well, I am not one of those that you know the the person that refuses to to discipline the dog. Yeah, that's not me. We're yeah yeah we. Well, you have to be. Um, well, the liberals tell me you have to you have to reinforce. No, I you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot. We hired a dog trainer once. Yeah. Oh my god. A bit much. It was the worst thing. It, it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I was like, I'm going back to Caesar Milan. <laughs> yeah. Although some people hate him, but, you know. Oh, she hated him. Yeah, I was going to say. And I was like, you know what? He's not that bad. Yeah, because he, he's very much of the I'm in charge. He's, he's the, not he's you, the me. Yeah. cock of the walk. Yes. And that's what I am. Who do you think you are? I, I am! am! Well, Caesar Milan says he does not train dogs. He trains people. Exactly. Yeah. He's kind of shifted. See, he know, he's gotten a lot of criticism. Yeah. And he has sort of shifted his narrative now. To, to away from disciplining dogs more to I'm training people, but he still disciplines the hell out of dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like this big jerk souk <laughs> over here. All I, right, we got to go. I had to learn to scale it back. <laughs> um, Jason Quick, our Blazers insider, is coming up next. I'll tell you what he texted me today about the tra- trade deadline, and, we'll, and I'll tell you that in a second uh, to tee up his hit. But uh, right now, it's the Hot Five at oh. Five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Ducks and Beavs get USC and UCLA tonight. Uh, That Ducks game will be here on The Fan after us. Uh, I believe at seven. Am I right about that? You uh, are correct. Actually, eight o'clock tip off tonight. So seven thirty. So Suit, shut your damn pie hole over there. Yeah, I knew we were not up early. So we're gonna do an extra half hour. You and I. Oh, kick it's ass. gonna be a, du- a Ducks uh, USC pre pregame. Yeah, it's are those. We never get like eight o'clock tips. It's a bit odd. Yeah, ESPN two getting the national treatment. Uh, obviously, people will be listening here locally, but if they were watching on TV. Well, that's all I have for number five. Beavers ruins. Number four. 
one baseball note, and then we'll get to all the trade deadline stuff. Starting pitcher Yu Darvish gets a buttery little extension from his Padres. Six years, $108 million. Good to be Yu Darvish. We'll get a lot of baseball news this time of the year. Although we're not that far out. We're a lot of arbitration going on. Yeah. Uh... When we got pitchers, catchers, we're P's and C's. We're probably pretty close, right? I just played golf with a guy who is neighbors with Adley Rutschman, who is who is here, uh, and he told me this. And he said, "Looking here, I don't know what he said. It's like it, it's it's what is it right February thirteenth. So it's okay. So next week, next week, Monday. Yeah, see, told you. Yeah, right around the corner." Although I guess that, that is right around the corner. I guess that's saying that that eh, they're saying that may be the ones that may be a little bit early. February thirteenth, if you're playing in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. February sixteenth, I think, by the others. Yeah, front loaded, so he'll get thirty million this year. You Darvish, that deal takes him all the way till he's forty two. That's old. That is old. number three. Not as old as Tom Brady. No. Well, you don't get hit in baseball, so. NBA trade deadline. Clippers land Eric Gordon from the Rockets in a three-team deal. Luke Kennard goes to Memphis. John Wall to Houston. He'll never play there. He's going to get bought out. The Clips also got uh, Bones Highland from the Nuggets. And Mason Plumley, otherwise known as Mace, uh, from the Hornets. Got to love that Mason Plumley model. Are we still on that here in Portland, or have we moved on? Oh, very clearly, as you will hear in uh, number two of the Hot Five. (laughs) The Warriors send big man James Wiseman to the Pistons' former number two pick. Uh, Lakers deal Patrick Beverly to the Magique for Mo Bamba. Yeah, the Lakers actually, I mean, look, they're far from being a contender, but the Lakers actually got significantly better at the trade. They made a lot of moves. Yes, they did. And how about the fact that Golden State gave up on the number two overall pick after basically two years? Oh, yeah, we got to get back to that. And Don't you have a thing on that? Yeah, well, I just, look, looking at- just at his draft, but they they gave up the they gave up on the number two overall pick, and basically they, what they got in return for it was Gary Payton the second, who they let go in free agency. Yeah, but they just got him back yeah. thanks to the Blazers. That's what people were saying that like, oh, it was really great that Warrior the Warriors got Gary Payton, and Warriors fans are like, they just spent five picks on a guy they could have resigned themselves. Yeah, yeah, and they got rid of the number two overall pick. All right, Blazers trade Josh Hart to the Knicks for Cam Reddish and a future first-round pick. Reddish is a small forward. He averages eight points a game, so he'll fit right in. He's only 23. Uh, He has some scoring upside, shoots uh, 32% from three. He only makes about six million bucks this season, and he has a qualifying offer for eight million in the summer. He hasn't played in two months in New York, by the way. Just FYI, he sits on his ass on the bench. Uh, Svi Mikaluk, I called him Mikaluk because he's a Kansas guy. Apparently, that's not right. I don't know how to pronounce it. It doesn't matter because he's not going to be here. Uh, actually, he wasn't even here. He didn't come here. He got dealt to the Blazers in that deal. Also, Ryan, is it Archie and Archie Diacono. Archie Diacono. Those guys were Blazers. Well, then Svi gets dealt to Charlotte in a three-team deal that gets Portland Matisse Thibel, former Husky. He can't score for S, but he can defend. And then, uh, oh, Archeon Didashinendo is is still a Blazer. One other trade by your Blazers is that Gary Payton goes back to Golden State for five second-round picks and the great Kevin Knox, who's in Portland. He's gonna be a yes, blazer. He's, he's a Zer. He's a bla- you guys a got Kevin Knox. He was like the eighth overall pick, wasn't he? Yeah. At some point, actually, as a rookie, he was pretty good with the Knicks. Yeah, he had like yeah. 12, 13 points. But he comes over from Detroit. He has since averaged just seven points and three Mace- rebounds. So he too will fit right in. Well, the Maceland Pumpley bottle, which we've seen for years and years, is if you fail in the top ten, like Mace. four years yeah. later, yeah. 
Portland will welcome you with open arms. And, and that's how they sell it. And they'll tell you that, hey. hey former top 10 pick. Upset. And uh, number one is the Suns land all-star Kevin Durant from the Nets along with TJ Warren. Brooklyn gets four first-round draft picks and a pick swap for 2028. Also, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder are in the deal. Crowder then got shipped to Milwaukee for five second-round picks. That's the new thing. <laughs> yeah, the, if I've learned anything in this trade deadline, you want Kevin Durant, and if you can't get Kevin Durant, you want as many second-round picks as humanly possible. The Suns are now uh, the they have the second lowest odds to win the title uh, behind Boston after that deal. Well, so it's a hell of a four spot in your starting lineup. Our Blazers insider Jason Quick will join us next. He is never that excited to join our show, but he texted me today and he said, "I cannot wait to come on your show." And I asked him why. Well, you're going to find out next on the Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix. And Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, updating our poll question today on Twitter at 1080thefan, uh, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. How would you describe the Blazers' trade deadline? Uh, 5% of you say very strong. Uh, Souk voted for that. <laughs> Meh, 61%, or epic fail, 34%. Uh, here's our Blazers insider, Jason Quick, to give us some perspective. Okay, so uh, Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, a bunch of seconds. I think there's a first in there. <laughs> yeah, there was a first in there. How, how do you feel about it? And you're forgetting Ke- Kevin Knox. Kevin yeah, Knox yeah. <laughs> and Archibrodo or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Uh, this was an epic fail. This was uh, just a face plant. And I think in all my years of covering the Blazers, this has to be one of the most deflating trade, trade deadlines I can remember. And it, it just begs the question of what are they doing? What is the plan? I thought that this was all about Lillard and getting him into the, you know, making the most of his window and uh, giving him a chance to win and honoring his commitment. Well, nothing they did today was about Damian Lillard and his window. They took a step back. They traded two of their more reliable defenders in Josh Hart and Gary Payton and, uh, you know, got – these reclamation projects, essentially, uh, 
And, you know, if, if they had been listening to their coach throughout the last two months, they would hear that, hey, we're undersized. We're getting killed every night because we don't have size. We have two players over six foot eight. He would hear that, hey, I'm having to coach two teams, my experienced uh, starters and a group of babies, these rookies that I'm being forced to play. He needed experience. He needed size. He needed savvy. Got none of it. And so, you know, so much has been made. Everything, every, every Blazer fan, they've got to help Dame. What are they doing to help Dame? We've got to take advantage of Dame's. Everything's about Dame. Well, I don't see how anyone can feel good about what they did for Damian Lillard today when you're looking at the Blazers. But I think it goes deeper than this. And I think this is where Blazer fans should get really concerned that, you know, okay, it's just a trading deadline. Sure, they'll have the offseason and all that. But look at the big picture here now. Look at the last year and the reaction of the players who have left Portland. Norman Powell and Robert Covington, you know, the video of them being traded to the Clippers, and when they arrived, they looked like they got let out of jail. They were ecstatic to join the Clippers. Josh Hart had an Instagram today singing about New York. He wasn't bummed to be leaving Portland. Larry Nance this week retweeted, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans uh, kind of celebrating the one-year anniversary of acquiring C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance. He retweeted it and, and uh, directed it at C.J. McCollum and said, not a bad day, huh? Hmm. Why are these players wanting to, are so happy to leave Portland? And that brings me to the next big question. Jeremy Grant, the Blazers have offered him an extension he has not accepted it. He said he's going to wait till after the season uh, to analyze it and, and whether or not to accept it. He has until June 30th. But he told me directly that the number one priority for him in analyzing which team he chooses next is winning. Nothing about what the Blazers did today should give him confidence that they're about winning. And so just think about this. Joe Cronin lost his first free agent signing and Gary Payton after 15 games wanted to leave. Gary Payton was not happy here. He, he wanted to leave. So he lost him after 15 games. His next big move was trading for Jeremy Grant. And if he le- loses him after this, that is a big whiff and a big step back for this franchise. So uh, this, is, this was a step back. And this hurt today, I think, for the franchise. They needed to show Damian Lillard and they needed to show Jeremy Grant that they were serious about winning and winning now. Okay, this is our Blazers insider, Jason Quick, here. So if we speculate, what I mean, what where does your head go when you're trying to figure out why guys are happy to leave here? I think it's a combination of things. Uh, I think it's probably a lack of confidence in coaching. I think the organization has lost a lot of professionalism. I'm hearing reports of players who want to go to the PF and work out, and it's like 
a midnight rec session, just, you know, balls thrown around. There's no rules. There's no, uh, it, it's no one, no one needs clearance to go in there. Like before, like old Shea ran a really tight ship where everything was business-like professional. You know, you can't have your homies, uh, come in and, and run hoop at the, at the Blazers practice facility. It was there to get work done. Mm. Uh, so it's little things like that. There's just a level of professionalism that I think has uh, left this organization. But I don't know. I, I can't put my finger exactly on why, I think. But that is a concerning element to kind of the culture breakdown that has happened. I think one thing, everyone loves to, to bag on Olshay. One thing he did was create a professional and winning culture. Everything was about the players. Everything was professional. There were rules about how you worked out, you know, no jewelry. Uh, they were very time oriented. There's, I, I hear reports of all kinds of players, you know, being late, uh, you know, Keon Johnson, Shaden Sharp, uh, the tardiness is, is not being adhered to. So I don't know though. Isaac, to, to tell you why, you know, this is all broken down, but I, I think it's just become a, a snowball effect. Uh, and, you know, just in the big picture, they have to, they have to retain Grant. I think that was what they were building toward, you know, using him and Lillard as kind of the pillars of this next iteration of the Blazers. And, I don't think they did a lot today to appease Dane or to convince Jeremy that they have a sensible path to the next echelon in the Western Conference, especially when everyone around them got markedly better. The Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, everyone got markedly better. Yeah, that's – I think you that last little bit there, all that is good info – stuff you're hearing and you know it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it all means but that last thing my god man every team in the west not to say it's all worked out for all of them of course it doesn't but i think fans just want the team to take a big swing for damian lillard you know they he he they owe it to him he's been here eight years and ever we went through it earlier in the show every team in the west has flipped their roster at least he's once been here 11 years well, I'm sorry. We were talking about the eight years since after LaMarcus. After LaMarcus. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. really the Lillard era where it's like, okay, now we yeah. need to build on this. You're and, the man. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're the man, and let's put something around you. They have done nothing. Like The biggest deal was maybe trading CJ. And every other team... So so all the excuses of, well, it's small market or this or that, none of it applies because every single team in the West, short of maybe one or two, like the Warriors are unique or whatever... They've all flipped the script. So how do you explain <laughs> why this team just cannot, whether it works out or not, just can't make a splash and hasn't for 10 years? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they were really hampered by Olshay's commitment to C.J. McCollum. I, I think that was his biggest mistake was he paid C.J. McCollum to be a maximum player, and C.J. never matured to that level. CJ was a very good player, very good player, but never a max level guy. So when you're paying two guys max level money and one of them's not 
living up to that, that really hurts you. And then it magnifies even more when you hold on to him and are kind of enamored with him and don't see it. I think Neil had a blind spot with, blind spot with CJ and uh, needed to realize earlier that, okay, I need to cut bait and go a different uh, route. But he, he was very stubborn in that those two could work. They were one of the best backcourts in the NBA. Why would I change that? Uh, they're both high character guys. They built our culture. I'm going to stick with it. Well, I, I think sometimes the big, the hardest decisions are to uh, part ways with the guys who are part of your core and who have become a part of your family. You know, the DeMar DeRozan type trade, you know, that hurt the Raptors a lot emotionally, but they were savvy enough to realize it that, okay, DeMar and Kyle Lowry are not working. We need to make make a tough decision and trade him and get Kawhi. And next thing you know, they have a, they have a championship. So same thing with the, with the Warriors years ago, you know, Monte Ellis was part of their new iteration and kind of the, their billboard guy, but they decided that we need to part ways with you and, and go a different direction. So that's probably the hardest thing. And I think right now we're looking at that with the Blazers, you know, Anthony Simons, are they maybe too in love with him? I don't know. Uh, Dame Lillard, you know, I have argued that the way they broke it up last year, you know, as an organization, I think it would have been smart for them to look and see what they could have gotten for Dame and see if that would be an easier path to get to a championship level rather than building around him. Yeah, it's that idea of hitting the reset button. He's just such a unique case because outside of Bradley Beal, there's not another player that would have stayed in this sort of situation. So you get into that weird, does loyalty get in the way of business? Yeah, yeah. And, but, but, you know, that, and that's the thing. It's like they've made that decision with Dane that, okay, we're going to honor you and we're going to go. Uh, we're going to, you know, try to do it for you. But nothing about today kind of backs that direction up. So you have to ask, well, what are you doing then? Yeah, it's kicking the can down the road and, you know, it's the whole we'll, exactly. swing, we'll swing big in the offseason. But I, I, I hadn't really thought about that. But you, know, you can swing big in the offseason, but my God, if you lose Jeremy Grant, you know, and you take another swing, you're, you're kind of doing the same thing. Kevin Knox, though. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Knox. I does this essentially? I mean, does this essentially run the? I mean, not you're not trying to tank, but this kind of runs up the white flag on the season, does it not? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, Chauncey today, and another thing, like Chauncey is one of the most most like uh, upbeat and eloquent coaches in the league right now, and today he was defeated. He he, he was he couldn't hide his disappointment. And, you know, he's saying, yeah, no, we're going to try to win every game. And, you know, I asked him point (laughs) blank, did you guys get better today? And he's like, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Said it three straight times. And that's, you know, usually you get um, trade deadline. Yes, we killed it today. We hit our targets. We, you know, you get that whole spin and they couldn't even try to spin it today. So uh, I I was going to say real quick, you know, that, one, well, there's two positives I think Blazer fans can kind of cling to out of this. One 
is that Lillard has played at such a high level this year that I think it's extended that window. You know, I think going into this season, coming off the surgery, he's 32. You're wondering how many years does he have left? And you're probably thinking two or three where he's an elite player. I think he could probably, judging from his play this year, say maybe three or four now. I, I think I think he has been so good and so dominant. It, it's arguably his best season, I think. Yeah. He, he has really been good uh, or exceptional, I, I should say. And so I think that extends the window a little bit. It takes some of the pressure to hit a home run absolutely right now or absolutely this summer. Still, though, I think you should t- be taking steps forward and not steps back and trying to hit a home run with a, you know, reclamation project like Cam Reddish. Was the, uh, and two, yeah, the second one yeah. is if they don't make the playoffs, they retain their first round pick. They won't have to give it up to Chicago as a result of the uh, Larry Nance trade. So then they'll have two first round picks. So you're, you're getting, you have some assets there and some things to work with in the summer, be it picking a good guy or package him and, and, you know, trying to get a more proven veteran in a trade. So that's uh, some positive, but again, that's not, not the type of uh, wins you want in this type of situation. I think you want a little bit more tangible uh, stuff that helps this team now win. All right. Well, second round picks though. Five of them, baby. (laughs) Let's go. Ah, get ex- it's probably a Gilbert Arenas in there somewhere, right? You get enough of them, you're going to hit. Yeah, right. Draymond Green, Manu, right? Yeah. You just hit on all those yeah, guys. Manu, he's if, you, if you pick all three of those in the next couple drafts, you've got something cooking. All five. Well, I'm just saying get three of the five. Oh, those yeah, guys. Those three yeah, yeah. guys. You just yeah. find the next, each one of those. and That's and, where it's at. Second round. Fine. Second round's where it's at. Well, that's Nobody knows It's that. all the rate. If you can't get KD at the trade right. deadline, everyone else is just getting five picks. Well, Mr. Quick, I, I, uh, I feel like it all starts at the top, and I think that, you know, I've said this a million times, and it's not just true about the NBA. It's true of all sports. You have to have an owner that is not only has deep pockets, but he wants to win, or he or she wants to win. And Paul Allen was that. And I just feel like if I can parallel some things since he died and Jody taken over, who isn't passionate about winning, she might say she is, but come on, she was, Paul was the fan. The culture has just slowly eroded. That, that would be the only thing that I can <clears throat> put my finger on here is that since Paul's death, it's just gone a little bit south and then a little bit more south, and a little bit more south, and and you know, and you have a superstar that covers up some of the boo-boos, yeah. but it not enough yeah. to. That's right. And then you had a big regime change, and they did not do a major GM search, right? No. They just stayed in house. They did so not they... interview. They did not interview any candidate. Right, and you, you know, based on what you were saying, listening to you talk, and thinking it through, you know, Olshay was at least a competent general manager. Uh, Boy, eight, eight, eight straight playoffs looks awfully good right now. Yeah, compared to this, compared to right? What we're watching. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, you look around the league. It really does seem like if you want to win, and Paul Allen knew this because Paul Allen would he would go through GMs, and when he found a GM that he did not like, like Rich Joe, he chopped his ass instantly. Yep. That is a huge hire, and the fact that they didn't put much time and effort into that tells you maybe all you need to know. So maybe it maybe it's an ownership yeah. thing. Maybe we just hope for a sale. Yeah. All right. Is it, are they going to sell? 
That's what I was asking. I don't know. I, I really don't know on that. And I'm, and I'm torn. I mean, I don't know what more Jody has to do. I don't think she's probably as savvy as Paul was just because Paul was so involved in the minutia and the details of everything, you know, draft related and <clears throat> trade related, but Jody's on hand. I mean, she attends every game. She greets the players as they come off the court, you know, in the locker room, she's opened her pocketbook. So I, I have a hard time like really piling on her that she's an awful owner. I, I don't know everything that she does. I don't know, you know, I, I, I have a sense that she gives autonomy to, to Joe, but I, I do think that Burt Cold is involved in a lot of things. And, um, you know, I don't know if we ever get the real full story of how, how much his fingerprints are and everything. Um, and maybe if he is, that's, that's one area where she could probably exert her power and say, hey, just let my basketball guys do their work. But I haven't got any huge indication um, that he's meddling too hard. I know he's involved in everything, but I don't know that it's to a detrimental level. All right. Well, thanks for the update, and um, we'll talk to you next week. No, you won't. It'll be All-Star Week, and I'm oh. going to be on a beach in Hawaii. Where are you going? I'm going. I always go to uh, a place on in Kona. On, on the big island. Nice. All right. Well, get a little tan for us. Well-deserved. Yeah. If I, know, to it. if I know anything about you, you'll come back super tan. You like the sun, don't you? I do. Dark, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Love we'll your hot ya, body. Huh? See ya. That's Jason Quick. <laughs> see you, <ya>, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Love your body, Larry. That's Jason Quick, our Trailblazers insider, with some uh, great news there for you, Blazer fans, right there. Yeah, it's a little, little bleak, and uh, you know, kick the can down the road. Off season, big name hunting. <laughs> even you can laugh now. Look, we finally got even the Homer Souk to laugh. The Grant thing scares me a little bit. Well, it if you lose Jeremy Grant. That is that, that was the biggest thing I took out of the that last, last fifteen minutes. That's, that's devastating. Well, I had not noticed because I don't pay attention enough that a lot of the guys that are getting dealt are happy about getting dealt. Yeah. I didn't know the Josh Hart video and the who was the other one. Um, uh, what Hart did GP say? didn't want to be. Well, here, Larry Nance celebrating Nance. it from a year ago. Nance, yeah. Well, he said there were two. I thought there were well, two other. CJ and Nance were both. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think Gary Trent and he uh, was that one of them. Yeah, he just the the very interesting. Yeah. That's not. And that's weird because you always heard about a good culture and Lillard being such a great leader. And I was a little surprised. That's where I go back to ownership. I was a little surprised too. I would think that that Lillard would be like the guy mm -hmm. that kind of sets the tone and not necessarily. You know, yeah, but then also it's funny. You know, you're like you're saying, well, Olshay set this great culture. Olshay got fired for for being awful to yeah. people. Yeah. Well, that. And so was it a great culture, or you know, he maybe he just ran a tighter ship that that didn't allow as much of this garbage to see, seep in yeah. because that is a problem. If you're going to the practice facility and there's all these guys, friends and family in there shooting around, like, come on, this is a professional operation. You're trying to win yeah. here. Keeping it it down. sends that signal that, you know, this isn't about winning. It's a joke. Yeah. So it's that, that is alarming that guys are, are happy to be dealt out of here. Whatever, whatever happens, you find a way to keep Jeremy Grant. Cause if you don't, yes, I do think that is the final nail in the coffin. All right. We'll do the Jason quick post game show on the NBA trade deadline coming up next. I think we are one segment over. Am I right about that buck or is it uh yeah. So we've got buck with sports center. Come on, Phil Knight by the blazers. Let's go. Busy sitting courtside. The Lakers.
This is yeah. a cool video of him and LeBron behind uh, the scenes, though. You know, he doesn't go to a lot of um, sporting events, does he? Well, he goes to all the. He goes to a lot of duck games. Is he at all their basketball games too? I don't Definitely know if, not all of them, but the marquee ones. Basketball? Sure. Yeah, I've, I mean, really? I don't know about any more, but he used to when a big ranked opponent would be there when they're on national yeah. TV. Like he, he would, he would show up a, a handful of times a season. Well, it'd be interesting to get to to let him get his mitts on the Blazers and and see what he could do. Well, according to you know but, the, the reports, Jody Allen's telling Phil to go f himself. <laughs> Well, so that's out. Uh, maybe you guys could be Lions fans or something. I already am. What are you talking about? I'm on board the fighting Dan Campbells all year long, baby. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the question. Yeah, what do you got? You're a sports guy. Yeah. Super sports brain. I'm going to give you the Trailblazers and their future. Uh-huh. Or I'm going to give you the Detroit Lions and their future. The next, like, five years? Future. Future. I mean, you know the franchise. It's future. I know. You don't need to put a number on it. I'll take Portland. Really? Detroit doesn't win. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's fair. Portland has been to finals. Yeah. They've been to the playoffs. They They've were in been... the Western Conference Finals not, not too not long too ago. Not too long ago. When was you... that? 2008? Was that 19? That was 19. Was that 19? 18 or 19? You have a truly dynamic special player in Damian Lillard, who has established himself again as one of the best in the NBA. Um, doesn't mean much. And it's easier in basketball to turn around a team than it is in, in football. But Jerry Goff, though. Yeah. Again, a lot, Dan easier, Campbell. A lot easier to turn around uh, a franchise. And, you know, Portland, for all the, that we love to, to bash on these last handful of years in Portland, even the old Shea years, dude, try being – there's a lot of franchises that try are worse. Try being a Lions fan? Well, I'm just – in general, I'll, <laughs> I even go the NBA. If you don't want to just say in sports, we just go in the NBA. A lot of other teams that would sit around and be like, I'll gladly take Portland over the last 30 years. Man, you're starting to sound like old Shea. <laughs> uh, maybe I'd take Portland over the Magic. Well, they made the finals. Yeah, but probably made... take Portland over the Magic. I would take. Yeah, like if you're just saying like. The Dwight they're... Howard years? Yeah, they're Well, they had past. Shaq. I... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Oh, like if you're saying that if you could take take a franchise and we're taking the the entirety of it, right? You're saying just everything that goes along with it. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you got to go Blazers there because the, then the, you get back. You get in the championship then. Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that they're better in. If you want to go modern, like, but I mean, everything from the Wizards and you know the Hornets and I mean, I guess D- Detroit had the had the one you know with the bad boys and then they won one. Would you take the Utah Jazz history well, over the Blazers history? No, I wouldn't. Even with Malone and Stockton and those bros? Well, again, you have two finals losses. Portland has two finals losses. And Portland has a title. Utah doesn't. True. Better than Oklahoma City, you know? So there you go. Look at Souk, man. You are good. Well, you're I, good. Look, it is it is sobering uh, when you, you get to the trade deadline and you're like, oh, my God, this is what it is. I guess I'm just a little more realistic about it's really hard to be good in this league. And Portland hasn't been terrible. But I think the crappy part is that, you know, after being mediocre for so long, it just gets so frustrating. And you just want, an, even if it's going to be pain, you want a new kind of pain, which is to your point of well, like, just swing. And even if it doesn't work, F it. Well, at just least. like, I think it's more exciting for Blazer fans at this point to just have a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even just that right there, it's like, oh, this is exciting. Then you're looking at the, dra- you know, just fans. Sure. 
you just want that hope. Yep. And there's just no, they're just so stuck in the middle. No one's excited about middle management. No, it's just very, you know, a lot of apathy. That's and, why you invest in Bitcoin and, you know, you, you know, it may, yeah, you may, you wipe, that, it may wipe your ass out, but at least you're. And it sucks when you see all the other teams just taking swings and yeah. going for it right and left, you know, <laughs> like literally pretty much all of them. Yeah. Well, good times. A lot of people taking the lion. A couple people. Oh, no, that's the same guy. Lions all day. Let's go. Boy, that's a sad state of affairs if that's true. Yeah, Taking the Detroit Lions franchise moving forward over the Blazers. Man. But I love... And by the way, for the people saying, could was Cronin trying to get Durant? They had zero uh, chance to get Kevin Durant. So just no. What? Why can't they get Durant? Uh, Let's go. They can't trade multiple ones uh, and back-to-back because of the weird protection that came on the stupid Larry Nance Jr. trade. Had and- Josh Hart, though. <laughs> Also, Durant would have rather stayed in Brooklyn than yes. gone anywhere besides. Basically, it was Phoenix, Phoenix or I stay here. Yes, yeah, that's what he. So no, there was. Well, no, hey, they got Thibel. There was no chance of Kevin Durant ever coming here. So just let people know that. All right. Well, that's exciting. Um, coming up next, we might have to go open Seggy on your ass. Okay, we can fill it. Because my Super Bowl sexy time segments, uh, they are piling up. We have not had a lot of opportunity to Damn talk it. Super Bowl this week. I was going to tell you about uh, Jordan Malata today. Oh, yeah. And we didn't get to that. We'll have to do that tomorrow. He's great. And his story is, is great. So we're going to go open Seggy. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Okay. Maybe Big Souk will polish the turd a little bit more. Got the Oklahoma-Texas news. Blazers will send you a check. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, so they're going early? Yeah. Is that the deal? Yep. They got one more year. And then they go. Good. Get the hell out of there. They go. We can't beat them anyway. We can't. Well, Kansas. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I want them out. Didn't you beat Kansas? Didn't you beat Texas one year? I mean, oh, yeah, we beat Texas oh. a couple years, but yeah, yeah, screw that. I want them out. Yeah, get them out. It's our league now. Get, get us and TCU, apparently. Uh, it is 554, guys. This is the fan. All ends with beginnings. Yeah, for Open Seggy here. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, leaving the Big 12 early. But it's only a year, right? Yeah, so they got this year, and then uh, and they'll be gone. Okay, so I guess that's not a... I mean, it's not a huge deal, but still. That's yeah, early. All they, this stuff. They were both wanting out, and then about a week or two ago, we heard that it wasn't going well, and you know there were roadblocks. And then I guess it's not done yet, but the agreement is subject to a final approval from the Oklahoma and Texas governing boards. Um, and then the the price tag to it, and it said that a fee that is uh, the league is describing as uh, a foregone distribution revenues seems like a hefty amount for pay for an early exit. But both schools are expected to be able to partially offset the cost with future revenues um, because the, the SEC deal is worth so much more than the Big 12. And then we got on Monday, we've got him. Stuart Mandel had mm. a piece today in The Athletic. Mm. And um, so we've got him coming on Monday. Confirm Monday, 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Stuart. Is that? Uh, okay. What? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, so we got Mandel coming on, and he was he had an article today talking about what we were discussing with the Pac-12 and that the fact that you're having to talk about expansion right now with San Diego State and, and SMU and that you don't have a TV deal right now, and one hasn't been announced, one doesn't seem eminent to be announced, that you're trying to add these two schools, things aren't going well for the Pac-12, that the bidders aren't there, the uh, the, the revenue isn't there, and that this is, this is not looking great right now for the Pac-12, looking ahead at, at mm. the, the financial windfall or lack thereof. Mm. 
Well, I have my poll question for tomorrow then. Okay. It, I, it just came to me. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. All right. So the poll question will be something to the effect of what pisses you off most. <laughs> the Blazers' mediocrity, the Pac-12 falling apart. I could toss in, like, maybe the thorns and the 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 uh, oh, timbers troubles. Not being to, able to lure a baseball team. And there you go. MLB to Portland kind of fading. That's That's your poll question tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Getting your what? gas stove taken away. Well, look. And your ARs. If I'm an Oregon-Washington fan, if this thing comes to fruition and, and you end up with like a $28 million payout Ooh. or 30 What do you do? And then you're sitting there looking at the SEC and who, you know, in the Big Ten, that in a couple years their projections are close to 100 mil. I mean, my God. What do you do? I don't know. Because they're not signing the grant of rights, right? This or is, are they? Again, if... if, if Depends on what the number is, but the number comes back and it's in that low crappy range. If the number goes back from what you were getting, I, I don't know what you do if you're Oregon and Washington because it doesn't sound like the Big Ten's real interested. But you know who is it? I think it was Dennis Dodd. I think today someone had a response to Mandel. It was like, dude, if I was some of the Pac-12 schools, I'd be calling the Big Twelve right now. You know, so it's just and again, it's it's a long way from being done, but it's it's not looking like a real position of power right now for the Pac-12 and for the standard bearers, which I think is Utah, Oregon, and Washington. I, I don't think you feel great about that's your affiliation moving forward. Don't know how you could. No. All right. More on that Monday with Stuart Mandel. Uh, it is 6 o'clock. We've got the club up next. I've got a new study I want to tell you about. You know me and my studies. Love your studies. And why uh, why psychedelics are the new in thing. Hells yeah. You might like this story. All right. On the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.